0: Hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Oweijan. Brave the Wild is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. Now we have Pod MN on board. Pod MN, so do check that out. I guess they count us as a Minnesota podcast. I suppose they should. So it's just kind of automatically brought on board. iHeartRadio, Radio, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, and many other applications. Great to have those helping us out. And well. There haven't been any games to talk about lately. There hasn't been any games with the prospects. There hasn't been really a whole lot of anything. We get to watch retro games, which I guess right now on NHL Network, in my background, I get to see uh, Kirk McClain get beat by the New York Rangers here. 94 stand like a Finals, as we used to call it. Uh, but, well, we get to see retro hockey. We get to see Gretzky hoisting the cup. We get to see Mario Lemieux and the Penguins beat us 8 nothing, which I got to see twice kind of off and on the last couple of days. Ah, that wasn't very fun to watch. The video quality really stunk in that one too. I don't know why these are a little better, but okay. Point made now. Uh, today we have a very special guest. We have heard his name a couple times the last month and a half, two months or so. Crease and assist Derek Felska. Welcome on board, buddy.
1: Hey, glad to, I'm glad to be here. Uh, I, I have to say it's, uh, it's always cool to meet new people and, uh, get a chance to uh, to talk to everybody out there that's that's what makes it a, a cool thing it's a community
0: it truly is it's a hockey community it really is I've just other groups like other sports I don't really get the same vibe I get with the hockey world that's, uh so I, I think you hit the nail on the head with that statement
1: yeah I would I would agree um, that's that's one thing I've learned uh, as you kind of mentioned I've been blogging for about Sixteen years is, you know, mm-hmm. I think of uh, the, the circle of people that I've 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 come to know. Um, and in, in many ways, it's it's I think it's because you follow a similar passion and and people, <clears throat> you know, it, I don't know. It's it's like a connection you have and you don't really have to say too much about it. But it's it's there and uh, it always keeps you coming back for more.
0: It does. It always does, and the great part is there's all these different minor leagues, the junior leagues and my favorite Quebec major Junior hockey, like I just like saying that it just rolls right off your tongue. Uh, mm-hmm. you get all these cool prospects and really the whole reason why we like prospects so much is it gives us hope and we've been chasing hope, chasing scoring. <laughs> chasing snipers since Marion Gabrick kept getting his, you know, maybe had his 19th groin injury or so along the way and and then we uh, end up waiting ever since 2008 I suppose right after I started the podcast Gabrick basically plays his last couple games with us and it's been it's like the turtle chasing the carrot ever since so hopefully maybe we got some miracles hiding in our uh, (laughs) hiding in our prospect pool finally
1: um, that's that's all you can do. Uh, you know, you you watch and you hope that somebody will, will catch fire and and the team will finally have, you know, that elusive star that, um, you know, even the future watch and the hockey news said that we really haven't had a, a star level score since the first person we drafted, which that's 20 years ago now. So mm-hmm. uh, it's time. It's time.
0: It's, it's way totally time. I've been waiting since, you know, like I said, like 12 years, basically. Um, so basically, like how you mentioned, you've been doing crease and assist for 16 years. Tell us the story about how, how you came up with that name. Because I remember how you, you told me in the background, but might as well let the listeners know.
1: Well, actually, for most of it, crease and assist is the name is kind of a recent phenomenon for probably about 13 years i was the state of hockey news
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and i had i had been a blog on various websites uh for a long time and then suddenly uh at least this is this is the story i'm sticking with Mm -hmm. my my blog got mentioned by michael russo on one of his russo and suhan shows Mm -hmm. and then Probably about a week later, the, the company that I write for, which is uh, the Sports Daily, which is a, it's a USA Today-affiliated blog, uh, got a cease and desist order from the Minnesota mm-hmm. Wild mm-hmm. saying cease and desist <laughs> using State of Hockey mm-hmm. in your name because it's, it's ours. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Even though I had existed for 13 years... And I've been—I had literally composed thousands and thousands of articles with that other name. They're now asking me, you know, we're going to sue you. Well, long story short, the company did not want to fight an NHL team Mm -hmm. over a name, and so the person's like, "Dude, you got to change that thing." Mm -hmm. And so, (laughs) having some clever friends, uh, I kind of said, "Hey." help me come up with a name because, you know, the thing you're worried about is just like, uh, you know, whether it's a television show or a, um, uh, like a, a, a name of a band, you're worried that if you lose your name, you're going to lose your readership. Like people will be like, huh, you're what? Huh? Mm-hmm. I thought you were a state of hockey news. You know, like what happened to that?
0: Yeah, so I'm always paranoid um, about uh, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, <ahead>. yeah.
1: So <laughs> a, a clever friend of mine came up with uh, – uh, crease and assist, and then he added a legally compliant Minnesota hockey blog. That was the first mm-hmm. thing he came up <laughs> with. And that uh, his name's uh, Tim McHugh, mm-hmm. uh, at Tim Nato on Twitter. And I'm like, that's perfect. Because in a way, it's my way of kind of like giving the finger to the Minnesota Wild for mm. coming after me. Yeah. But at the same time, it's distinctive to hockey. And in a way, it's, I guess... I guess me kind of teasing them in a way as I changed my name and 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 most people seem to think it's clever, so it's worked out pretty well, things considered. I don't think I lost any readers because of it, so it's I don't know. It's a weird thing. The team that I love sued me, yeah. but uh, it, <laughs> I don't know. It created a it created a, a conversation piece, that's for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. It made things more interesting, and you get that kind of the dry sense of humor in the name. I guess in a way and also again stick with hockey, you know, crease and assist and I remember yeah. I I first heard it on the Russo Suhan show. Obviously, outstanding show when the, when they're not plugging everything in the world, but no, I'm just kidding. Mm. It's, <laughs> I don't I don't oh. mind that. It's a it, it's an awesome show. Russo, uh, Russo to me is like the Godfather of Minnesota media when it comes to hockey generally speaking. Oh, no uh, doubt. Yeah, so entertaining too. and <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can relate to him in a way where he gets kind of agitated about things easily sometimes. So maybe I'm that way a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's a weird world out there. But no, sorry. Uh, yeah, I first I first heard that name, and I remember I was out mowing lawns. I can still, as weird as I am, I don't know, photographic memory or something else is wrong with me. Uh, I can remember the lawn I was mowing, even because I usually mow. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's weird. I don't know why, but <laughs> yeah, because. Uh, you know, certain lawns. I listen to certain podcasts. That way, I kind of keep a flow going. And then huh. I, I heard, I, was, I heard them say "crease and assist." Yeah, this pod, uh, this blog, "crease and assist." And I was like, "huh," and I was huh. like, "that sounds cool." And then you know, all this time later, now here's "crease and assist" right here with me. So, pretty, pretty darn cool indeed. Um, that was an interesting story. It's fun, uh, and yeah, I mean, obviously, all of you out there, check that out that haven't yet. Uh, some of your some of your uh, readers are probably listening now, which is great, and you've been a great help to the show, bringing on a new format to the to the group, uh, adding questions, the hashtag BTWMN. It's uh, it's been a lot of fun, actually.
1: Well, I don't know. I always kind of feel like, and 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 I would imagine, without assuming too much, that you probably feel the same way. Is that if there's any responsibility I feel at least in in blogging, one of the things I feel like I've I want to do as much as I can is give other people the chance to share their voice mm-hmm. that maybe wouldn't otherwise. Yeah, And so, yeah. you know, whether it's getting them to ask questions to like continue the conversation or, you know, in, in, in some cases I've invited fans to actually contribute to the blog where it's been kind of like, I guess you'd say like a fans round table mm-hmm. to me. That's what's most interesting. I mean, um, without trying to make this sound more grandiose than it is, you know, trying to have those conversations that maybe <laughs> you normally would have, you know, sitting around a bar watching a hockey game, you know, and to me that's really where you get some of the best, uh, conversations. And, and that, that to me is, you know, what I want to help, I guess, you know, provide like a microphone for and be like, Hey, what do you think? Cause I mean, we all have our own opinion, but to mm-hmm. me, it's you can learn so much from hearing other people because perhaps the way somebody else says something can be something that resonates so much more than you know maybe necessarily what I think or or, or a person like Michael Russo or anybody else thinks.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everyone's opinion is different. You might have a might be super high on this guy, super high on that guy, and you put all mm-hmm. our minds together, and it can. You know, you can get a nice, interesting discussion going along, uh, going on, as long as everyone's respectful of each other and such. Which, obviously, well, you know, <laughs> generally, I think in, in the hockey world, I've noticed that being a pretty strong point compared to other, other groups out there of basketball groups. I don't see everybody thinks they're an expert. I don't know, <laughs> uh-huh. but yeah, there, there, there's, there's always people like that. Always. Uh, speaking of the Twitter account at Brave the Wild, at Brave the Wild, and of course, uh, Derek's says at Crease and Assist. So give us both a follow if you haven't yet. Maybe you're just somebody brand new, just messing around on Pod MN, and you see this Brave the Wild logo popping up because I guess it it releases the sh- uh, it shows the newest show always if you go straight to the sports section. So whatever was just released. So maybe you're just hopping on board from Pod MN, and there it is. So that's us. Uh, Derek Felzer getting his debut on Brave the Wild today. I'm sure you'll be back on again in the future if you're able to. But, uh, yeah, gener- love huh? to. Yeah, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, especially during times like this when there's not a whole lot going on, but there's still a lot of discussion to be had. Uh, so generally speaking, I like to give shout outs to people that give retweets. And, yep, thank you, Derek, also for sharing the show on Twitter there, encouraging people to jump on board. And, looks like Tom Hayen is that how I say the name correctly, right? Tom Hane, yep. Tom Hane, Okay, go ahead. Yeah, great guy. Great guy. Yeah. He is. Uh, he retweeted the show. Vince Germano out of Australia retweeted the show. And Tanae oh. Brown. Huh?
1: No, I, okay. I, that's one thing I love mm. about, I guess, the Internet world is that you find fans from literally all over the world.
0: Yeah, isn't that cool? And,
1: and you know, like where, I mean, let's call it a byproduct of the social media world that we live in. But how else would we ever would have connected with people? that are literally thousands and thousands of miles away, and they're all here because of their that shared passion. That's that's That, to me, is immensely cool to
0: hear that. Yeah, yeah, isn't that fun? Yeah, like Vince Germano, Australia, Tene Brown out of New Zealand. Generally, they're basketball fans, but still they're supportive and they follow. But, yeah, and, and yeah, I think they do keep up with the Wild a bit. They keep up with the you know other sports. Obviously, uh, Vince Germano is mostly Lakers and Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Cleveland Browns, but still. He'll, he'll be supportive. He'll listen because he likes to learn about hockey today also. Mm-hmm. And, of course, yeah, there are some Australian hockey fans that I've met over the years, too. They're on the Facebook page, mostly. But, uh, so there's the retweets there. There we jump into the questions, and we will keep going. Do uh, you want me to ask that burning question? <laughs> it's weird as it is.
1: Sure, go for it.
0: Because, uh, you know how obviously you've, you've, you're, you're a bit plugged in. You've been around a while. Of course, with the Wild especially but uh, this is it's it's going back to the North Star days and you probably heard this on the last podcast that I wanted to ask somebody a question about this <laughs> is, okay what the heck went into the wild trading larry murphy or the wild i just no, i already messed that the, up the, the north
1: star's trading north, larry murphy
0: the north star's trading larry murphy yes exactly
1: uh <laughs> i don't know the that was a really weird time and I mean, really, most of the North Star's tenure in terms of trying to understand like personnel moves yeah. is is a really bizarre thing. I mean, I like Lou Nanny a lot, mm-hmm. but my gosh, there are so many just terrible decisions. Mm-hmm. And not only that, it's oftentimes it usually meant we were picking up guys that had like local ties. Yeah, mm-hmm. with the with the desperate hope that it would put more butts in the seats. And I mean, you look at it from the draft to to trades, and like there was a serious overvaluation or overvalue of of people that had either some kind of connection, usually to the Gophers,
2: mm, yeah, um, yeah.
1: and 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 what ended up happening with the with the North Star. As far as trading away Larry Murphy, mm-hmm. I I'm not in, I have not at least from reading Lou Nanny's book, he didn't really comment too much about. Anything like whether Larry Murphy was asking uh, for like a trade or anything like that, <clears throat> um, it it certainly does seem like a really strange move to make, you mm-hmm. know. Considering you know what they had and they needed, but you know that's that's the North Stars for you. It's hard to I, it's in some ways it's like I don't know. It, expect it to be messed up.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's a Minnesota thing. I mean, it is. Yeah. It's a Minnesota thing. To jump in real quick, I should say, it was the weird in-between time. See, like, Lunani got traded for Murphy, because obviously he mm-hmm. had to trade away Cicerelli, all that, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because of yeah. a weird situation, which yeah, of us might argue with that, too, but... It was actually this is the weird in between time in between Ganey and uh, Murphy. It was that Bobby Clark officially. Bobby Clark, one. yeah, yeah, he's the one that officially made the trade. But still, yeah, I don't know if he was just looking for grit and Murphy wasn't tough enough for him, or oh, that one drives me nuts. That trade still know. it still just it eats at my soul because obviously look how well he played against us in the final and all those great seasons he had. Uh, <laughs> and this guy named Jim Johnson again local ties like you said.
1: Well, it's 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 funny you mentioned Mm. Jim Johnson though, Mm because the uh, and again this doesn't this doesn't make me like connected at all, but Mm -hmm. my my mom was a school teacher for 39 years in Elk River, and uh, the the secretary at her school is Jim Johnson's mother-in-law.
0: Oh wow! So she was
1: thrilled thrilled (laughs) at the trade. Uh-huh. And and that was the first autographed hockey card I ever got. Oh was, was Jim Johnson.
0: <laughs> oh wow.
1: And so oh. there's still he's still I think I wanna say he's working in the minors somewhere right now. Mm-hmm. The last I heard, he's bounced everywhere.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: um and so is his son Derek Johnson, who played at Bloomington Jefferson and then later played with uh Minnesota Duluth. Mm -hmm. and they're still very much connected to the hockey community so every now and then i will see uh the secretary she'll be at our the the local watering hole that my parents and i will occasionally go to when i'm home Mm -hmm. and they'll be there and uh we'll hear all about what they're up to (laughs) so
0: That's, that's cool
1: so that's a it's a weird local kind of thing with that i'm not doesn't it certainly doesn't make like the trade was okay now, but no, no. <laughs> um, but but Jim Johnson for myself, that was my first uh, piece of hockey memorabilia I really ever that I ever got from an NHL player was uh hey look you got this card and I remember like who
0: yeah. <laughs> That is funny. Wow, that's that's interesting. So just yeah. in case one in a, one in a million chance somebody that's tied closely to Jim Johnson is listening, it's nothing personal, it's business. <laughs> it's nothing, <Yep. laughs> yeah, it's nothing personal, it's business. I mean, Larry Murphy, obviously, what a yeah great player he was.
1: All-famer, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and to think, I remember years later, I was like, or years ago, I was like, oh my God, he was actually here for a little while. Wow. <laughs> you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because I didn't become a full-time sports fan until 1991, that magical season. Magical, uh-huh. uh, magical playoff run we'll say the season wasn't that great but um, uh, you know it's stuff like that I became a full sports fan a full time sports fan around then of course I remember very well the 87 Twins as well but uh, my full time like I'm completely involved keeping up with every little nook and cranny you know that was about that year and uh, you know that's why that was why at first I was shocked about it. Larry Murphy was on the North Stars like just a couple minutes before that Holy cow. And yeah, it's always like that. They went up on the other team and they beat you in the big game or big games in that case. And they go on to have a hell of a career. But yeah, thank you for uh thank you for that story. That's pretty cool. It's it's random. I'll mm-hmm.
1: tell you it's, that. It's it's <laughs>
0: random. It's random, and as we say in Minnesota, that's interesting. No,
1: yeah. It's diff- that's different.
0: Yep, yeah, that's different. <laughs> yep, that's a code for something, some other yeah. words. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, obviously, everything's stopped. Everything is shut down. But we're adding players, which is nice, or signing players to entry-level contracts. One of them, of course, uh, our good friend by the name of Adam Beckman, which is uh, somebody I'm pretty excited about, generally speaking. Of course, you get the back-and-forth thing with uh, – Connor DeWeer, obviously he's got a lot of skill. He's physical, this and that. His numbers were pretty damn good in the WHL last year. This year in the AHL, not as much. But his role increased later in the season. So we'll see how Adam uh, Adam Beckman, pardon me, translates from the uh, Spokane Chiefs. What do do you think of Adam Beckman, 107 points in the WHL this year?
1: Well, I mean, the the one thing about him is he's pretty much, I would say, I feel confident saying that he will – be back in major junior next year. He mm-hmm. cannot play for the Iowa Wild due to his age. Too young, but uh yeah. he's you know, to me in a way that'll be kind of a, a prove it year with him. You mm-hmm. know, to show that he can do that, you know, produce like that again. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the, he gets a lot of credit for his ability to kind of create openings for himself. Um and just actually watching his highlights, one of the things I, I You know, when you watch highlights, uh, a subtle thing I usually look for is to see. um, Like, I remember a long time ago when the Wild drafted Benoit Pouliot, Mm -hmm. and I noticed Mm -hmm. in his highlight film, it was like he only, in the highlight film, there was only like five goals shown. They just showed it from different angles. So it was like, wow, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. there really isn't that many highlights. You're just showing it to me in a different way. Yeah, that's. Uh, Whereas mm-hmm. with 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 Beckman, mm-hmm. the they're all different, and mm-hmm. and he, he's scoring from a variety of areas. It's not like he's just the guy that's just sitting there, you know, waiting, you know. Tapping his stick on the ice waiting to do one timers. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's one-timers. like hey, f- feed me, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, or he's he not the gold. guy that's
1: <laughs> just standing, you know, crashing the crease
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and, you know, like a goal mouse sniper like a, a Mark Parrish or a Preezy. Yep.
0: Um
1: he's 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 shooting out. he's scoring actually quite a bit. There's a lot of highlights of him scoring off the rush. Or he's skating he's skating down on the wing. He he takes an angle and the one thing that's really you know, I think while his shot doesn't it doesn't seem to have like it's not like it's a bullet, it's not like a, a Patrick Line or a Sokolov type of, you know, rip. Um, he's very accurate. And he does he can hit the he can hit the small window above the shoulder of the goalie. He's really good at that. Mm-hmm. So he's good at changing the angle, he's good at uh, getting that release while he's moving. And, and that's, to me, kind of a special talent um, and definitely a goal scorer's type uh, uh, mentality. He certainly has that kind of knack to him. So whether that'll continue, like you'll have the same amount of uh, production at the next level, of course, remains to be seen. But uh, against junior goalies, he, he's about as dangerous as it gets.
0: Mm-hmm. He led the whole WHL in 48 yep. goals, 48 of them. And like you were saying... And that ability to to raise the puck, as simple as it might sound, it's it's so valuable. Uh, mm-hmm. Five hole can work and everything, but if you can raise the puck at right time, right place, it mm-hmm. can be flat out unstoppable. And hopefully, hopefully, that uh, Beckman has that. Was was skating kind of still like a little bit of an issue, but maybe maybe uh, not as bad as others. Huh?
1: Well, I mean, that's that's the other thing. I think at, with any player at that level, you know, the question is is he's is he thriving because he can get away with certain things yeah, uh, at yeah. least i think as, i think he's quicker than he is fast mhm although just watching him off the rush he he's he at least is moving you know mm-hmm. as opposed to a person that's scoring a lot of his goals from like almost like a static spot where like he's barely moving
0: yeah I you know where
1: it, to me that that screams a player that needs somebody that's at a depth, you know really deft playmaker to make him effective Mm -hmm. he seems to be able to create on his own so that that to me is a good sign for you know any kind of future uh tendencies for him and you know he seems like a guy that can create a lot on his own and if you put him with a playmaker he can be even more dangerous so Mm -hmm. that that to me bodes well at least just from what i've seen
0: Oh, that's great! Yeah, that sounds sounds very very exciting. Uh, could be one of those great draft picks here, hopefully, mm-hmm. or so we hope in a big way, definitely. Uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, and yes, his numbers in the WHL definitely higher than Connor DeWears. As good as DeWear, if I'm saying it correctly, was uh, not quite as complicated a name as uh, Gulch and Yuck, I suppose. <laughs> I stumbled around that one the first episode or two yeah. when he came to so <laughs> um Other guys like. Uh, you were kind enough to send me an awesome T-shirt of the... Uh, Cape Breton. Cape, Cape Breton, yep. Cape Breton, the, not the Screaming Eagles, but the Eagles. For some reason, some people call it Screaming Eagles still, but uh, Sean Boudreaux, uh, obviously he's got the size, he's got some scoring ability as well. Is he a little bit more of a greasy goal player? Uh,
1: a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in some ways, he kind of reminds me of... Um, Jordan Greenway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah uh, a a player who's got a lot of natural size mm-hmm. and ability, I wouldn't necessarily say think he's like a wrecking ball on skates, although that would probably serve him better to use his physical gifts mm-hmm. more, um, more often. Yes. Because that is a physical advantage he has over other players. Um, he's he's a bit of a late bloomer. It took him a little while before he kind of found his stride. Uh, and this year he was a little, he was a little more universally productive, but it, it, I mean, to be noted, Cape Breton's actually not too bad of a team. He's got some pretty good players around him too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Like uh, not related to Dmitri Sokolov, but Igor Sokolov's a very good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a teammate of his and he, he had an even bigger year than than Sean did, mm-hmm. but but Sean had a decent year. Um, it'll. I, I still think again, skating's kind of a um, going to be something that I'm going to be watching closely. Mm-hmm. Um, that's to me a thing I always look at with anybody because to me it's it's a skating league. Whether you're six foot six or you're five foot eight, mm-hmm. you better be able to move. And if you can't move, it's pretty difficult to to be successful at, at the HL level or even the NHL level. You know, mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a it's a game that's about all about motion these days.
0: Yeah, big time. I mean, we saw that even in the uh, Stanley Cup final a couple of years back, Sharks versus Penguins. It was just you know, yeah, it was oh yeah, plain as day, wasn't it? Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I would have preferred the Sharks because I, I I see the Penguins as like the Blackhawks of the of the Eastern Conference kind of. Yeah, of, I would
1: I would one hundred percent agree with that statement. That's a really apt way to put it.
0: <laughs> That's pretty much what they are, aren't they? they yeah, just come in and just torch you. They skate around you, and then you're just like, oh, I'm sick of this. <laughs> That's pretty yeah,
1: much. My, what it like. my, my friend Kenny hates the Pittsburgh Penguins, probably almost as much as he hates the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. It's probably about even.
2: Mm-hmm. You well, know,
1: no. I don't that, know if it's because of Crosby and the Taves thing or whatever. Or Kane and um,
2: um, paved, yeah. <laughs> yeah <God.
1: laughs> I don't know. But it there, you know, ever since, you know, we lost the North Stars lost to them. It's just uh, mm-hmm. they always seem to be the, the team that gets has the luck that Minnesota never has, you know.
0: Yeah, it's like they get everything, we get nothing. Mm-hmm. They're the. I dare I say the. Okay, I won't say that team. Yeah, <laughs> the, the team, the team east of the border. We'll say. Yeah, <laughs> the team east of the border. I won't say that one. Yeah, Panola, cool. Yeah, I was kind of seeing him as a boudreus, That is as a Greenway type as well. Like maybe it could be competition between those two someday, uh, depending on how things head. And unless we lose Greenway to the Seattle Kraken or whatever we want to call them, the the Seattle Rainers.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's going to be interesting. Yet another expansion draft we get to sweat about, which is crappy. Obviously, these no-move clauses aren't going to help anybody. Ugh.
1: Well, but I, th- I don't you think, though, that a lot of teams are going to not compound their mistake this time around? I that, hope so. You know, yeah. that, that that teams are just going to be like, fine, just take somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we'll, pers- we'll, just, we'll just close our eyes and hope it's not somebody, but we're not going to tell you who it is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and let it play itself out instead of being like, well, we're pretty sure you're going to take this guy, so we'll we'll give you this other guy if you don't take that guy, and then be like, oh, we shouldn't have done that.
0: Yeah, yeah. we we shouldn't have done that, and then throw in a draft pick too. Oh, yeah, or or or, or like yet another prospect or something. Mm -hmm. That's a nightmare. You trade somebody and they take another guy too, which is basically what took place uh, with the Vegas. Golden Knights, they did a hell of a job to be quite fair. Oh, I mean, uh, I'm a fan of that team, even though I'm not really like, you know, obviously not like, they're not my team necessarily, but I'm a fan mm-hmm. of theirs for sure. Uh, let's, I'll dig into the questions. I'm kind of just bouncing around. What the heck, you know? <laughs> so we'll look at, uh, why is it showing that? Yeah, there probably aren't too many questions. Yeah, we'll get to, a couple popped up. Okay. That's usually how Twitter is, it kind of refreshes on you and then things pop up. Then I'll go back and have maybe a prospect or two here and there. Jay Bushy says, I know the NHL has said they are considering having, a playoffs, uh, having the playoffs later this spring summer. How do you think they'll implement it? Play in series to determine the wildcard team 7-10 through 10, and 8-9. through nine, or take the teams as they stand now. I'm probably guessing they're going to say take the teams as they stand now because I, I don't think there's a big enough window, really, to, to do any playing or anything like that.
1: I, I would agree. I, I think the other, you know, the the pitfall of having some kind of plan is like, well, mm. how far do you let teams, you know, like how far back do you go?
0: Yeah, it's too far. Do you, you, do, you,
1: do, you, do you let every team that's not in the window Mm-hmm. fight, you know, scratch and claw there and have, like, almost like a, a pre-playoffs, mm-hmm. which doesn't seem to be practical because then, like, how long is it going to take? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, at this point, if they're not just going to scratch it all together, I would probably say they just, you know, they make the executive decision to say, okay, regular season's over. Mm-hmm. Sorry if you had some games in hand. Yep. We'll, we'll mark it up as a we'll never know. And... We're just going to run with the teams that we got. You still Uh, with
0: me? Yep, yep, I'm here now.
1: You you, you cut out there, sorry. Or I cut out.
0: (laughs) Uh, One one of us. Yep, luckily we're still here. So this this time we're still here. It looks like Skype recorder turned off and turned back on. That's funny. Weird. uh, Yeah, like Florida's kind of like the stepchild. And, again, nothing against stepchildren, depending on who heard the conversation a second ago. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Quebec, that's the name I keep coming with, too. Quebec, Nordiques, and... Don't change the name to something else. Can make it the Quebec Nordiques. And I, I would I pray to God that, that uh could work. That uh, you know, people kept saying, Well, it's gonna be too hard, you know, the market's not right, the dollar, blah blah blah. It yeah. Not enough of a market there, but uh I say why the hell not? Honestly.
1: Well, if, mm-hmm. to me if it's a butts if it's a butts in the seats driven league as it is, mm-hmm. you want you want fans there.
2: Yeah, look at you, you <laughs> know
1: yeah. Florida certainly isn't cutting it and Mm-mm. And, and they've they've had their I mean they've had enough time to come around and embrace hockey mm-hmm. and they and for whatever reason it just hasn't happened and they've and I know Florida has tried lots of different things they've they've had lots of offers where you can get tickets I I've told I think I told you this in private but mm-hmm. I know for a fact they had uh, advertisements where you could get an oil change and get two a free pair of tickets.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> so you, you get an wow. oil
1: change to your car, and then you get two hockey tickets. And wow. <laughs> at least to my knowledge, I think Florida is the only team that has free parking.
0: Free parking. Wow.
1: And, and they still can't get people the games.
0: That's unbelievable. And, and, and again, look at their team. They have, you know, they have yeah. Joel, Joel Quinville as their coach.
1: Yep. Oh, Yeah, there, there's, there's definitely <clears> – <throat> I mean, Alexander Barkov's a fantastic player.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah.
1: he doesn't get a lot of exposure. Jonathan Huberto has had a absolutely monster season. They mm-hmm. have they have pieces. They have they have a lot of good pieces. But you know, no one no one there watches it, unfortunately, or very few.
0: Yeah, it's kind of up and down. Sometimes fifteen thousand, sometimes thirteen. Sometimes they get the good group, but it's yeah, mm-hmm. it's up and down. And it's random. I'm just messing around, looking through their attendance and such. It's not as bad as it used to be, but it's still not good. Yeah, it's still not good. I mean, obviously, you pretty much want sellouts or close to it most of the time for hockey. They pretty much uh, depend on that, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Uh, My only complaint with them, of course, is that goalie contract. Yeah, against Calgary, they only got $14,000, and Calgary shut them out. That's funny. Cam Talbot. (laughs) That's funny. But yeah, obviously, the the contract they made with... uh,
1: Sergey Bobrovsky. Yeah,
0: yep. Yeah, there you go. I was almost blanking there, Bob. Yep, yeah, old old Bob. There. He. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Right after they drafted See? the uh, Spencer Knight, right? Uh,
1: no, they did not draft Spencer Knight. Oh, I, I don't think so.
0: I don't think it. so. There, there was a major goalie prospect they drafted that I'm blanking on. Uh, I apologize. Me? Yeah, I apologize. No, hmm? well,
1: what? I was just going to say that. I mean. The funny thing is, is Bobrovsky has actually been kind of a hindrance this year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, his, his, his numbers are extremely pedestrian.
2: Mm-hmm. If, yeah. if he was
1: if he was even a little bit better, they would be they'd be in great shape. Instead, they're sitting on the fringe because um, yeah. he's been kind of subpar.
0: Yeah, they've had to outscore people all all. Uh, <laughs> they've they've had to out, outscore people all season, and I guess it was Spencer Knight. Yeah, thirteenth. Okay, right yeah, you're no, right, Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure, because I knew they took the top goalie in the draft that everyone was talking about uh, religiously, possibly even coming to Minnesota at one point. But actually, one pick behind us. That's funny. But uh, yeah, uh, right after they take a top prospect, they sent a guy for like 10 years. And, you know, he's, he's not that good. He's okay. And obviously this year, no. And they have to literally outscore people to, to win games. And they're not in the playoffs if the season ended, which it did. So basically, mm-hmm. most likely. Uh, so we can bounce back to Twitter for a second again. Sure. You were saying, feeling a bit isolated. Yep, you were talking about a check out the show. Thank you for that. Ter- Teresa says, with everyone stuck, that's what she's saying. It must be a typo. Stuck inside, everything on hold, Which uh, which Minnesota Wild players and players around the league do you think will ultimately hang up the skates? No, uh, <laughs> yep, I, I would agree with that. Yep, I think Kvoevo is going to retire. Um, probably not. No, <laughs> I
1: was thinking Joe Thornton.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's. He, and, I mean, he's got. Yeah, I think he,
1: Yeah. Uh, maybe Henrik Lundqvist.
0: Mm, yes. Yep.
1: Because I mean, he's he's kind of there in a point now where it seems like New York's pretty intent on handing the reins over to Georgiev and that and kid.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: I, and I just don't see him wanting to sit there and be the third goalie. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they have the nice, yeah, that nice young goalie tandem. Yeah, there's a lot of I'm trying to think of some guys. Uh, but yeah, oh, that,
1: Patrick, Patrick Marlowe.
0: Oh, that could be, yeah. He's kind of been, he's been around forever, too. He's with Toronto, right? I,
1: I believe so, him. yeah. He got traded again, back to Toronto. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I mean, I don't think the Maple Leafs really need him.
0: mm No, they have so many young players all over the place. and
1: um, Maybe Justin Williams, even though he came back late.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Right. Um, Mr. Postseason, yeah. Yeah, Mr.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mr. Game 7.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yep.
1: Even though he hates that title, mm-hmm. which I think, why is that a bad title? Yeah, I mean,
0: that's an honor.
1: Oh, you're clutch. Oh, don't call me the Clutch. I don't want to be called Clutch.
0: Don't call me Clutch, yeah. If somebody <laughs> called me Mr. Game 7, I'd be like, yes. I, I, are you sure? Are you, are, you, are you really sure I'm Mr. Game 7? Thank you. You know, I'd yeah. be like that. I'd be, like, humbled by that one. Yeah. Mm. Um, Matt Cullen. Well, I, I would say definitely <laughs> Dustin Bufflin. Oh, yeah. You know, mm.
1: I, I think hamburgers got to him.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh yeah, speaking of hamburgers, his former team, Hamburglar, I gotta (laughs) think is it uh, Craig Anderson? He's he's gotta be about done. Yeah, he's he's like he's like my age, isn't he? Maybe older. He might be my brother's age.
1: He Uh, is probably yeah, about your age. Yeah.
0: Oh wow, he's like slightly younger. I'm shocked, shocked. But yeah, yeah, I think he's gotta. It's it's time, you know. And I don't know why he'd want to hang around there unless just. You know, just wants to make as much as he can before he, before it's all over. There's always that, I suppose. But he hasn't been good for about three years, and obviously the team hasn't been good for longer. Um, yeah, I mean, they're,
1: they're, still, quite a, they're a, still a long way away before they're going to be good again.
0: Mm-hmm. Yup, they're in the doldrums. The only team further away is Detroit. Oh, my Lord.
1: <laughs> uh, Jimmy Howard.
0: Yeah, Jimmy. Oh, okay. He's
1: got to be done because, I mean, 2-25 oh. or whatever.
0: Oh Yeah, I don't know why he'd want to, unless he, like, yeah, gets gets out of there, I guess. But, he's yeah, he is getting up there in years, like, 35, I think, something like that. Yeah. He's been around a while. I still remember he kind of he kinda popped up out of nowhere and then boom, you know.
1: I know it sounds like we're picking on goalies a lot in this, but. Yep. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Jonathan Quick?
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that or at least uh, some type of a. Uh, some type of a you know change of scenery, kind of like Dubnik, yeah. They're both about what like early 30s, maybe. But yeah, quick, yeah. he he might resurface somewhere depending on his pride and all that about willing to be a backup. Same with Dubnik, that type of thing. But yeah, quick, that's a big one. He's definitely been the last two years or so. It's just he he just was in there too often and then got banged up, just like Dubnik and Backstrom. And you could go on forever with those kind of guys, yeah. So, Backstrom, I, mean, I mean, he just went straight down after a great run with Minnesota because just overuse mm-hmm. mm.
1: I can't really think of anybody else off the top of my head i'm I'm yeah. sure there's there's gotta be
0: like one uh, or two but yeah
1: some diff- oh. I was i had a name in my mind and then I'm like, no, I think he's already i think he already i think he's already done. I think he
0: stepped away from it, but oh oh which name is that or-
1: well, I know he's already stepped away. That was a. It was Ben Lovejoy. Oh,
0: okay, yeah. Mm. Yeah. hmm So let's see if there's another question. Otherwise,
1: well, what you, how about Jay, Jay Boomerster?
0: Oh, maybe. Yeah, he's up there, isn't he?
1: After that scare. He'll, I mean, hmm? you know, after that scare, I mean, what else is there for? I mean, unless he wants to play games with his health.
0: Yeah. He's
1: won, he's won a Stanley Cup, so I mean, he's got the. He's. It's not like there's something unfinished,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, left to achieve. Yeah, that, that yep. might be another candidate. That could, even be. though it's even though it's probably a little sooner than he wanted to.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be. Uh, yeah, but he finally got that ring finally after all those years and. Oh, in Florida, yeah. waiting forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he got the cup with uh with St. Louis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a magical run, definitely. That's actually the last time I was on that Google Hangouts, something we were talking about off the air there. Different okay. ideas was uh, joining the St. Louis Blues show, the original St. Louis Blues podcast. Okay. Um, yeah, sorry. Don't no uh, worries. Okay. So where was this? I'm not sure if there's any other Twitter questions. I had one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, what is, oh, that was the Doug Woog memory. See, that was last week.
1: Oh, I had one just two hours ago. I can read it if you want.
0: Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, I think I see it. Oh, oh, go ahead. Yep. So
1: this one's to you. Yep. Uh, yep. After the Hockey News' most recent Future Watch issue, which compared Kirill Kaprizov to players like Artemi Panarin, Ooh. Vladimir Tarasenko, Jeff Skinner, and Sergei Makarov, are the Minnesota Wild in danger of placing way too much pressure on him?
0: I think so. <laughs> I, I think so, because we, we all know how that can be. You know, the Alexander Diggs of the world, that go number one overall, and yeah. they're like, here's, like, here he is, here's the next, you know, Lemieux, or the next whoever, and it just doesn't happen. I think, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, uh, I, I think so, because we've been dying to get hope. I mean, the one thing that could shield that is the, the guy that's definitely been stepping up lately, and that's Kevin Fiala. That's the one guy who mm-hmm. could maybe help shoulder some of that pressure, I think. That's the one hope we have, other than if Kevin Fiala didn't step up and it was the way it was before that, oh my goodness. It'd be like yeah. Kirill, here's the puck, save us. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Instead, thank God that we have uh, Kevin Fiala, as long as it wasn't some type of flash in the pan, which I don't think so. I, I don't think so, do you?
1: Uh, I don't think it's a flash in the pan. I, I think uh the potential is still there and are like the potential that Paul Fenton had in him certainly seems to be coming to fruition. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, kind of going with, with back to Kaprazov now, though, I mean, the last time we had a player talked about kind of with this level of, uh, hype, I guess was really Mikhail Granlund. Yeah. Yep. You know, he Mm -hmm. was seen as the, the savior, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know for a little funny a little plug from myself. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, on the old Wild Message Board somebody photoshopped this uh, nativity scene with uh, oh, Granlin as Baby Jesus oh, and, and 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 uh, Leopold and Fletcher and Parisi there as the different wise men and and all this <laughs> stuff. And I and I posted it, and uh, l- next thing I know, I'm getting. I'm ge- I found out that I was apparently my article was linked to a Finnish tabloid newspaper oh, wow. Mm-hmm. where they actually believed that people in Minnesota thought Mikael Grandlin was baby Jesus
2: mm-hmm.
1: even though <laughs> we were being metaphorical about it yeah. because he was kind of seen as the savior of the franchise you know, mm-hmm. he's going to fix all our problems that we have mm-hmm. and uh, I think in a lot of ways Kaprizov kind of has the same thing, albeit you know we we kind of are be a little more of a goal scorer than than Grantland, who is mostly portrayed as being mostly a playmaker
0: yeah yep yeah. he was, he was and, and to, to me counter. to, to yep. be a
1: goal to have the pressure of being a goal scorer is greater though i mean let's face it yeah <laughs> it's all about the goals mhm and uh, I, I you know while i'm hopeful um, i do think that you know people are going to expect him to come in and be impactful right away and that's that's going to be pretty difficult mm-hmm. there, there's there, there's not too many players that that can do that that's a pretty special thing and and while we certainly hope that'll happen um it, you know we may have to wait a while before we see that kind of impact just like we saw with Fiala you know you know the 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 difference between Fiala of previous season when we traded traded for him to this year is day and night in terms of his ability to protect the puck creating offensive opportunities for himself other than just unless he was just playing against Nashville which seemed to bring out his fire last year
2: Mm -hmm, Uh, that was was the the only only time
1: that was the only time we ever saw it you know otherwise it was a whole lot of nothing Mm -hmm. And, and this year we've seen it against just about everybody
0: Yep, like everybody's Nashville now, which is which is nice, and obviously it's good.
1: I would tell him he's playing against Nashville every night.
0: Yep, that's what it feels like, and and it's it's beautiful. Obviously, the one thing we saw last year was the smoothness of the stick handling, the skating, and all that. But then the results just weren't there. And then two goals against Nashville, and then nothing else. And then now this year it's. After a slow start in the doghouse, all that nonsense, like getting scratched, which sounds really funny now. Actually, it's crazy, but I, I, I guess. Uh, completely different world in just a couple months. Uh, all of that smooth stick handling, skating, and that beautiful release, quick quickness, the fire on that release is all coming to fruition. And we have a legitimate player. And I, I do believe that Kevin Fiala can help shoulder that pressure and uh, help things out with the uh, coppers out, rather than just put it all on him uh, put him all out on an island and say go save this franchise like unfortunately Grandland again yeah like you're saying he was a, he, he was a playmaker he was a hell of a playmaker <clears throat> great stick handler all of a sudden the goal scoring came when uh Boudreau first took over that was a fun season to watch hockey unfortunately until the or, uh, unfortunately until that stupid uh, St. Louis series but um yeah i mean Grandland obviously never quite lived up to that hype. It took a while for him to really find his, his touch, generally speaking. I think Koprazov could be solid out of the get-go, but probably isn't going to be, uh, again, he's he's, he's not going to be a star right out of the gate. And if he is, well, more power to us, more power to him. That that type of thing. But, I mean, it could be a, a, a one to three years before you really start seeing the true potential of Kirill Koprazov.
1: And, and not only that, there's the X factor that I think we all know and realize, and that is can they get him a quality center to work with?
0: That's the number because, one question.
1: <laughs> because, I mean, as as good as he may be and as talented and dangerous as he may be, it, we all know that it works a lot better if you have somebody else that's helping set you up, mm-hmm. um, helping you, you know, either like being a player that feeds off him, maybe, <laughs> where, you know, they have to pick their poison.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: Nikita Kucherov is a good player, but he's not as dangerous if – if he's just by himself,
2: mm-hmm. if, you know, yeah.
1: there's other weapons there. Or same thing with Alex Ovechkin.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's a hell of a lot more dangerous because of the other people that are there. You have to pick mm. your poison. The
0: center,
1: and, yeah. mm-hmm. and and same thing I think is true for will be true for Kaprazov too. I mean, while there's a there's a lot to like. Um, we all know that we need that player because it. it I just <laughs> with all due respect to Eric Staal. Those, those days are past you, my friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if he was if he was twenty five or twenty six, you're like going, "That's great, mm-hmm. we we got the guy for him." But um, at, at least as of right now, that player isn't on the team.
0: No, he's he's not on the roster. Like you you, know? you'd, you'd only have maybe a band aid, like a Luke Cunning, Hopefully, but that would yeah. just be a temporary thing. Uh, he, he he can play in everything, but he's not top line. He's not a top line starter. Maybe second or third type of deal.
1: I agree with you wholeheartedly on that one.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely gritty. Love you know. Love to have him. Take ten Luke Cunnings on the team, I'm sure. But you got to have, or let's just say nine. You got to have at least three guys that are better. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> with that said, that's all the questions. Uh, generally speaking, is there any any other type of topics you'd like to bring up, or type of uh, prospect you'd like us to talk about?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, we also signed uh, Damian Giroux. Mm-hmm, yep. We had a we had a pretty good year with uh, with with Saginaw this <clears throat> with Saginaw this season. Um. I I he's another player again. I the the skating is what I always I it may sound like I focus on all the time, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: as a smaller player, to me, it's even more important that you be able to move very well and and and. Uh, so he's signed, and he would likely be a player that would be playing in Iowa next year because mm-hmm. he's when a little he, uh, bit older. Yeah. And then the other one, of course, would be the uh, college free agent Mitchell Chafee. Yeah, who Ooh. I'm I'm kind of excited by what I've heard. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna say he's he's primed to be a, a star or anything, but um, he seems like a player that fits. A lot of things. I, I like the fact that he's a right shot. That's that's mm-hmm. one thing that we just don't have a lot up front. And uh, uh, UMass is a I think a UMass is a is a better hockey program. They seem to be churning out a lot of NHL quality players lately. Mm-hmm. And um, um, Hockey East plays a little more NHL I think style of game than maybe like the Big Ten where there's all those big olympic ice sheets which i don't know if those players um i don't know if i don't i I think that's a big reason why you'd want to that's why the gophers are going back to an nhl sheet after this season i believe right
0: it's been it's been in the conversation or like a a hybrid which is really weird like something in the middle of the two weird yeah i'd say go to the nhl i don't know why they'd want to do anything hybrid and strange like that yeah uh, Obviously, it it does hinder the development of players because, like I keep saying, like on the show, at least I think I do. Like, how many Gophers have really come out and really done a whole lot? Yeah, most of them, like the Mike Riley's and such, yeah You know, they just get a cup of coffee. They're maybe the bottom pairing or mm-hmm. this and that. You know, so it's it's been a frustration. Uh, Eric Holla obviously overachieved, which is awesome. Vanek was good for a minute. No, he was really good for a little while, and then the skating and all that caught up with him in a hurry.
1: I think it's been good for like developing like mobile defensemen. I mean, you already mentioned Mike Riley, but yeah. you know Brady, Brady Shea and mm-hmm. Nate Schmidt. You know, they came out of that that yeah. rink. Yeah. But I think for the I think for the forwards, that's where it's been a lot more questionable, and, and they've had a lot of really talented, at least very highly touted players come through the system, but for whatever reason it hasn't seemed to have translated to them being impact players at the at the NHL level unfortunately. Mhm. I mean, you look at the if you look at the Gophers roster in almost any given year, I mean, there's usually your, you know, 6 or 7 or or oftentimes 10 or 12 NHL drafted players on there, but if you look where the you know the actual NHL players end up being, it's usually from the blue line not nearly as much up front.
0: That's a good point. That's a really good point. And hopefully that bodes well for Jack Sadick coming up, I suppose, seventh-round pick a few years <laughs> back, uh, showing some scoring touch in the ECHL, which unfortunately in a lot of ways might be considered hockey purgatory. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, it kind of it kind of uh, sort of is. But showing some scoring touch. That's a good point you brought up, though, about the defense, but now they've had more success translating to the, to the National Hockey League, as we like to call it. Uh, compared to the forwards, yeah, because I haven't had a whole lot for quite a while. Uh, it's, it's Eric Holley, isn't it? He's the last one, I think. To really, um, uh, oh, I guess, oh, I don't know. Uh, some have had like a cup of coffee in and out of the AHL, right? Like uh,
1: well, Kyle Rau.
0: Yeah, Kyle Rau, and then um, Pitlick Rem Pidlik. Rem Pidlik, Rem yeah. Yeah, he's he's played for Nashville. But, <clears throat> yep. Yeah, some of those other ones have... Uh, was it the one in New York, New York Rangers that I'm blanking on? Right oh, now. Vinny Letary? Yep, yep, he was a uh, yep. He was in there for a minute or two, up and down. I think he's, yeah, he's related to Lou Nanny, isn't he?
1: Yeah. other yeah, like everyone is. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Lou's daughter married his dad, who was a hockey, or uh, soccer
0: star. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Kinda, that, that's cool. That's cool. Yep, so they're related. Yep, he's another shorter guy, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of go players have been sh- shorter guys, have noticed, most of them, I swear. The ones that have kind of been hanging around, but uh, minor league to NHL range. With that said, uh, I think, other than Iowa, I don't know. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say right now, obviously. You know, uh, Brennan Mental. we all love his skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mayhew, I don't think, translates to the NHL, unfortunately.
1: Well... Or he doesn't. I mean, at least when he's been up, it, he just seems kind of lost. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> I, I, I don't know. There's, there's definitely, there's, there's, there's plenty of examples you could bring up as guys <coughs> that were AHL scoring machines. That yeah, that's where they were,
0: and that yep. was their level. You yeah, know? Brian Bonin. Yep.
1: Well, I keep on thinking of like like true AHL scoring machines like Keith Claude. Mm-hmm. He was an absolute score, you know, stud. Uh, Chris Terry, who plays for Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. puts up a ton of goals every year in the AHL. Uh, Brett Sterling, mm-hmm. you know, Darren Hadar, but they don't. They never really yeah, had an AHL career. Bruce yeah, Boudreau. Bruce Boudreau is an example. Bruce
0: Boudreau. Yep. Yeah, Bruce Boudreau was a big example. Uh, Christian Matz was his name years ago.
1: Tristan Maté, who
0: the Mate Wild had right. for, for one game. Yeah, he yep. was in the NHL for one game, and otherwise it was like a 100-point guy in the AHL,
1: mm-hmm.
0: AHL, IHL, Cleveland, whatever. <laughs> I forget, years ago, he was with the Wild. Lumberjacks. Yeah. Lumberjacks, that's what it was. Cleveland Lumberjacks, they were our first affiliate, right? Yes, they were. And then we got way later on, like ECHL. Some of those ECHL names are cool, like Louisiana Ice Skaters. I, I love that one. Yep. the ice gators yep. the solar bears are still around
1: orlando solar
0: bears yep <laughs> yep, yep. That, that was cool <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> or the or the uh the well it, they don't exist anymore but echl's uh making whoopee.
0: whoa whoopee. wow that's a it's a
1: it's a it's a bird
0: <laughs> wow. That's
1: it's a bird, the Macon whoopee.
0: <laughs> wow, that's funny. Wow, just like the Atlanta Thrashers, like, we're thrashing people. No, no, it's a bird. It's it's like a river bird, yeah, right? Yep. A little, a little, st- <laughs> yeah. The Thrashers, <clears throat> thrashing everyone. No, no, it's just, no, sorry. Oh, I I love all these little names. And uh, I miss the Houston uh, Arrows a little bit. I wish... Uh, you know, that's the one name I kind of miss. Even though I I like that it's Iowa instead of Houston, but that that name was cool.
1: Well, the unfortunate mm. thing for that for them is that that organization didn't do anything wrong.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
1: it wasn't an attendance problem. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It was the fact that they're you know at the 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 main tenant at the Toyota Center, the Houston Rockets, didn't yeah. want to share the arena anymore.
0: Oh, that's mean. And so,
1: that, and so then that kind of predicated them to move, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: and luckily for us, I guess Iowa was open and available, mm-hmm. and they're able to get it to go. And that's been, I think that's been beneficial for the development because we can send people up and down so much easier than what we used to be able to do. But it sucks for the Houston people because they were aver- They were one of the best attended AHL teams in the league.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. You know, so it wasn't for a lack of fan support. It was it was the fact that Rockets. the Rockets just didn't want to put up with them.
0: Mm-hmm. That's, that's too bad. That is too bad. That's what the Timberwolves did to the North Stars, actually, at the Target Center. They kind of like were like, no, we're not going to share it with you, which is kind of bullcrap. We could have well, had the North Stars that, in the, hmm?
1: Well, that was mainly over advertisement.
0: Yeah, yep. It was, it was uh, Marvin Harve, all that, with the advertisement. They couldn't come to an agreement.
1: Yeah, well, it's because the 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 stars North the North Stars sponsors were competitors to the oh. advertisers for the Timberwolves, so mm. um, the the North Stars were Pepsi mm-hmm. and McDonald's, and the Timberwolves were Coca Cola and Burger King.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. That's and, and
1: so they wouldn't they wouldn't take their advertising down. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, well, we can't do it because those are our sponsors, and they're like. Oh, well, boy. then it's just not going to work.
0: Oh, that sucks. Yeah. It's literally just polar opposites. Did yep. Did you hear the story of how the North Stars, see, they were Coke, and then they ended up being Pepsi. Did you hear the story? And, it's, of course, it is Norm fault, which is funny.
1: Not not specifically, no.
0: I, I heard the story. I guess it's true. It's the silliest, most, like, dickhead thing. It's kind of pointless. His way of, like, negotiating the deal with Coke was... <laughs> You know, because they were going to de- negotiate a new agreement, whatever, right? Okay. And he came in the office holding a can of Pepsi and saying, okay, let's start talking, basically. It's like, come on, man. You know, it was his way of, like, bleep you guys, you know. You know, like, <laughs> uh, I, I don't need you, so you you better pony up, whatever.
1: <laughs> oh, man. That's so well,
0: dumb.
1: <laughs> the, the Norm Green stories are, are are interesting in a lot of different ways. mm mm-hmm. um, so, I, I hope this is okay that I plug another person.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So
1: a real good friend of mine is a guy by the name of Dan Winnesota.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's at Winnesota, and he is actually producing, uh, familiar, well, he's, he's, he has a book. Mm-hmm. The book's going to be coming out in September on Minnesota's history of sports failures. Mm-hmm. And he also has a documentary film that he has partway through production. And you can actually uh, go onto YouTube, just type in Winnesota, um, W H E N E S O T A, and then just type in Norm Still Sucks, and you can watch the whole. Uh, he basically goes over the whole history of why the North Stars really left, and that it's not necessarily what a lot of people think it was that it's just Norm Green. Mm-hmm. He played a role in it, but there were other factors that came into play that yeah. had the North Stars leaving. Now, Mm-hmm. I'm only I met this guy because he used me as a source for that mm-hmm. part of his film yeah and we've kept in touch and talked about it a lot but it really is a deeper story than I think maybe what has been kind of popularly like known mm-hmm. and um, this guy has done all kinds of research he's he even interviewed Lou Nanny and talked about it, it it's a it's a mm-hmm. pretty cool little. Video and I can't wait to see what this is like because he's doing the Timberwolves, the Twins, the Vikings, I think the Gophers too, um, because it's kind of meant to be kind of like a rebuttal to the 30 for 30 called Believe Land, which is about Cleveland's sports woes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And uh, and and you know of course there's the interesting connection between the between Minnesota and Cleveland, which is kind of how he mentions how he got kind of the idea in a way because he saw that the gun brothers, which were of course, former North stars owners were of course from Cleveland and they were the owners of the Cleveland Cavaliers yeah, and that, that, that. And, and they were a featured part of, you know, what saved the Cleveland Cavaliers from leaving Cleveland. Well, they're of course, part of the story of why we ended up having the North stars leave too. Mm. So it's mm-hmm. kind of a cool way to segue into it. And, um, I don't know. It's a great. It's a great little documentary. It definitely gives you a lot of food for thought. And mm-hmm. and again, that's a person I met just because of the vlog. He he. Uh, I probably never would have known he existed. But then, that's just you know, kind of that's that's to me one of the coolest parts of the whole thing is is meeting people like you, Joey. Yeah.
2: And, yeah, and yeah, others. Yeah. It's all
1: you know. You wouldn't know me from anybody else. But then. you you meet in these other ways and Mm -hmm. and and that that, that's the power of the whole media
0: yeah it is it really is it's been a it's a it's a lot of fun it really is it's nice to have these conversations and do check out that uh documentary out there those of you listening and i'm going to check it out as well that's interesting uh it's going to be a lot of (laughs) i'll
1: I'll tell you what (laughs) i will post i will post a link with your name oh yeah uh winnesota's name on it and i'll post the link for the uh The norm sucks one since Mm -hmm. this is the brave the wild show and i'd imagine that probably most people that are listening to this are probably hockey fans
2: yeah so it's probably the
1: one they would probably most like to see but Mm -hmm. i know he already has one for the timberwolves Mm -hmm. he also has one for the uh the twins already as well i I think he's working on the vikings one right now
0: Mm Mm-hmm. yeah that's cool yeah it'd be interesting to see the north star one and yeah of course we'll look at the wolves and vikings (laughs) those timberwolves explosion purple mafia the other podcast i do Yep, mini plugs, mini miniature plug, I guess you could say. And oh
1: if my. and if you want, <laughs> I can talk to him and maybe he'd want to be on your show.
0: Possibly, yeah, yeah, possibly. Of course, uh, unfortunately, my my work schedule is going to get busier and busier coming up soon. But yeah, possibly uh, soon. And who knows? I can always make time somehow, some way. So I've been able to sneak around. That's how I was able to get on that uh, that St. Louis Blues podcast after they won the Cup last year. That that was fun though. Uh, I, I was I was rooting for them. Um, but with that said, I think I think we're pretty much pretty much uh, we, we uh, pretty much put a show together here. Uh, nice, nice. Actually, pretty. It's actually ended up being pretty lengthy, but not overly lengthy. Uh, any any final thoughts you may have?
1: Uh, easy. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. I realize this is a weird time for everybody
0: yeah it is Mm
1: -hmm. and there really is (laughs) i don't think there's anything we can really compare it to not that it needs to be um but at the same time it's a chance to maybe for i'm not i haven't timed this so i'm gonna guess it's probably about an hour at least yeah um to maybe escape from it and think about something else
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: you know i appreciate uh content creators like yourself that give us a chance to escape from all the scary realities that we have going on around us and um, thanks for giving fans a voice I really appreciate it.
0: Oh yeah you're, you're really welcome and I it's an absolute honor it's it's a uh, it is an absolute honor a to, a, a to have you on B to be any type of escape for fans out there because I mean so many shows you turn on no matter if it's KFAN, Score North blah 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 it's like 50% coronavirus talk and
1: yeah,
0: uh, you know, can we get a break a minute here? It's kind of like that. Obviously, Barrero, it's like eighty percent lately. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Nothing against him. Love the show, but eighty percent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we all
1: need we all need something away from it. I mean, there's yeah. there's 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 enough things there's enough reminders in our day to day life
2: mm-hmm.
1: that we know that's the world we live in now. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. That we we need a chance to to get away from it, and um, I don't know uh podcasting's a cool thing and and I, I think you have a lot to be proud of you do a you do a hell of a job
0: yeah th- thank you so much thank you so much for that and you're doing a hell of a job with the with the writing with the blog and uh, thank you, you much did, yeah yep and you, you deserve uh all the credit in the world for what you've been uh what you've put together there for an extended period of time well
1: <laughs> it's uh it's 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 like they say as the old saying goes uh find a job you enjoy you'll never have to work a day in your life and for me mm-hmm. it, it hasn't become work it's become something I enjoy and um I look forward to it
0: mm-hmm. Yep, same here that's that's what this show is like it's it's just you know <laughs> this show even the other two but this one especially it's just a pleasure it's an absolute pleasure to come out and be a voice for hockey and even if it's a small voice it's better than nothing that's for sure but uh with that said again I want to Thank you again, Derek. Can't can't thank you enough for being on board. I'll definitely have you on again if you're if you're interested.
1: More than willing. Thank you very much.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much, and want to wish all of you a good couple weeks coming up. Who knows? Maybe I'll have a show next week. Maybe not. Depends on how things go. The schedule is going to tighten up, but here in a little bit with the lawn cleanup garbage, I do, but no, <laughs> lawn cleanup mm-hmm. stuff. It's it doesn't look like we're going to have an April uh, blizzard knocking <laughs> on wood here. We'll see. Uh, we all know how things can change. It's been about a month already since the last somewhat significant snowfall in these parts, at least in Minnesota. Some of you might be from anywhere else. So, but uh, depending on how things go, maybe I'll have a shorty next week, depending if there's questions and other news coming up. Like this week was sweet. Awesome. Awesome. Sweet. Uh, But uh, with that said, that's if there's a hiatus, that's the reason it's not because I'm quitting or just because the coronavirus is shutting me down. Nope. None of that's happening. Otherwise, Everyone have a good week. Derek, again, thank you so much. Uh, And we'll talk to you shortly. We'll talk to you soon anyway.
1: (laughs) Sounds great. See you guys.
0: See you.